Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Welcome to the Kachat, the only podcast brave enough to ask the question. Hey, what's up with cars? My name is John. <laughs> and I'm Lucas. And that's Lucas. I, it is. I'm the Lucas. The guy who has super long pauses. I edit them out. They won't know. <laughs> no, they're going to because I'm going to say this and then I'm going to somehow convince you to let me edit this episode and just leave it in. Nah, also that sounds like... <laughs> This is a podcast about cars. That sounds like it'd be, I don't know, bad to listen to. I edit them out for a reason. <laughs> because anyone with a, their right mind would do that and does. John, what are we talking about today on the Kachat, our podcast about cars? Car. Car never changes. Hey, there you go. We're talking about war. Yeah. In our, our new five-part miniseries, we're going to be discussing all aspects of war and combat in the Cars universe. It might be two episodes instead of five, but I'm hopeful. And Lucas is hopeful in the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so today, what I wanted to talk about specifically uh-huh. was just the idea of what do cars do to fight and i mean that strictly in like a mechanical way how does a car punch that is how does a car that doesn't have a gun participate in a war with guns and that sort of that sort of area works for me i think it would be prudent to start by confirming that uh yes war war does exist in the cars verse they have confirmed that more times than I think is necessary, but uh, uh, yep, most explicitly in uh, the first Planes movie in which we see a shot of a flashback to what is very explicitly implied to be the Pacific Theater of World War II, uh, but also there's like some other people who are said to be veterans, such as I want to say his name was Mayday, the fire truck from uh, the second Planes movie, and also Sarge, who, you know, is yep. the army guy. Yep, yep. Which his brings me... Sarge because Sergeant, I guess. And yes. what does it bring you to? John, it brings me to... Man, we never actually got, like, submissions for, like, the name of the wiki quote of the day. And, like, I don't know. I kind of expected that, but it would have been cool if we had gotten a few of the day. So, <laughs> go ahead and give me that quote of the fans don't really love us of the day. Well, that one made me sadder than I thought it would. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one comes from worldofcarsdrivein.fandom.com, 
which let me just say, I think World of Cars Fandom has become probably my favorite of the different Cars wikis. Pixar Cars Fandom is up there, just because both of them are very poorly edited, <laughs> and that's what I need. Uh, but anyway, it's World of Cars slash wiki slash sarge. And we're going all the way down to profiles and statistics. I'm not going to talk about his statistics, but if you're wondering, that's referring to the different video games that Sarge appears in. Okay. okay, uh, okay. Uh, this one just goes into, I'm going to read his Cars 1, uh, a selection from his Cars 1 bio. Ask Sarge about his military service, and he'll regale you with stories of daring fearlessness. Like the time his tank friend lost track in the Battle of the Bulge, and Sarge had to tow him to safety. For his bravery, Sarge received the Grill Badge of True Metal. It is displayed front and center at Sarge's surplus hut. <laughs> so, okay. That's kind of, uh... It's kind of weird that they name-dropped the real Battle of the Bulge. Mm-hmm. That, like... But is it, though? Like, we knew... I mean, it's not that... I mean, yes... I'm going, yes, it is. Okay. Uh, but, but like we do, as I said, know that World War II happened in the Cars verse. Uh, so it makes sense that also the Battle of the Bulge did. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of weird that they just further confirmed that and also made up, uh, I don't know, I guess their equivalent to the Medal of Honor in the Grill Badge of True Metal. Which I will point out is a is a badge that you put, I can only assume, on the grill, which is their mustache. So, no, yeah, so yeah, it's a badge I you believe... wear on your facial hair. <laughs> now that, that'd be kind of interesting if, you know, men and women in the army had to do that. Yeah. That'd be something. <sighs> and I mean, as I often do, I will play into the animators of the Cars vs his hands and say they put it on his grill because that's the front and that's where metals go but like also it's very clearly his mustache so like sorry you can't have your cake and eat it too but you did and we're the first to call you out on it no one else has ever said that the cars movies are weird we're the only ones so true so true uh i will point out that the grill is Clearly the mustache on just so very many characters, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Queen has one of the most impressive mustaches in the Carsverse. Yeah, yeah, the car who is in fact the Queen of England does have what is coded to be a mustache on several other cars. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Good job. <sighs> Alright, so you've brought up the wiki quote of sadness, so uh, I will... I will just bring it back to the fact that he mentions his tank friend. A tank in a war makes sense. He's basically sure just does. a person with a face gun. I have to assume it's his face. Uh, but he's got a face gun. Which And then, then you go back to Sarge, a guy who towed him to safety. He doesn't have a gun. Yeah. I will say really quick, I didn't even catch this when I read it. I don't think we've had confirmed tanks in universe before, so that's that's actually kind of big, I would say. We've got confirmed uh, tanks, but, confirmed vampires. But yeah, he is. <laughs> well, uh, 
he does he is a car without i mean i don't know maybe they attached a gun to him somewhere we don't we don't see cars fighting in the flashback to world war ii we only see planes and battleships and whatnot so we don't know how exactly they participated in this war but we know that they did only spies and evil spies get guns that's fair you're i think probably correct in that the only cars we've seen with guns are spies and evil spies and honestly most of the bad guys in that film didn't have guns even the big bad guy nope. didn't have a gun. He had the weird blow up your tank machine, but that's not a gun. But they made sure to give Tomater a gun. You know, two of them. The most physically competent of our characters. Two Gatlin guns, even. Two. No, I remember. I was there. Just very, very difficult weapons to like even hold on to, let alone actually use correctly. Huh. <sighs> I've, have I told you about one of the projects at our good, good uh, specialty school back in the day? It was, it was supposed oh, to be an EMP. Yeah. Do you want to know what it was? What? what? Real quick. You tried to make an EMP in high school is what you are, is the setup to this story. Yes? No. In class. I was in the engineering village and someone in the engineering village had that as their project. Okay, someone in high school in their specialty engineering class tried to make an EMP. Continue with your story. I just wanted to confirm that that was the setup. Instead of making... I don't know what it happened. Instead of making a machine that produced an electromagnetic pulse, they did something very similar. They took apart a microwave, removed all safety features, and just aimed it at things. So you know how EMPs... uh, can just emit this pulse that disturbs and causes surges in electricity. What they did was they disrupted technology by just radiating it. Yeah, they just cooked <laughs> they it. Just, they just made a radiation gun and they pointed it at things and they stopped working. And this was a project okay, was for high ask. schoolers. Not one that was given to them. But one that they were allowed to do and present in front of an audience. One that they chose, but then also their teachers were like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Go for it, man. How can I help? I am, I guess, happy that their microwave emitter did in fact at least shut down electronics (laughs) by destroying them in some way. How far away was it? Like 30 feet. It had a pretty oh, good range. Man. Oh gosh! Again, it's a it's a radiation <laughs> beam. Pretty dangerous, Johnny. They made a radiation oh. beam and took away any safety. Like you, you don't have the door, so you have to remove the. Oh, it shuts off if it's unsafe because like it's exposed. No, it's just completely exposed and directed forward. So, <laughs> good luck, anyone in front of you. <laughs> Yeah, I was imagining, like, they had to get it super duper close. That's very dangerous. Like, it was already dangerous from what I was thinking, but, like, that they could do it from long range? Yeah. That's not good. So that's... Okay. That's your... I don't know, fact of the day. Because <laughs> it's... It's fun, but also that's very not fun. Yeah. 
And while John was doing that, I was over in the Media Arts Village. I don't know, photoshopping people's heads on different people's heads. And <laughs> I did a lot of that in my time at the Media Arts Village. And also, probably for that same project, actually, you were editing a video where I took my pants off. No, yeah, I did, in fact, you were, in fact, in a video in which you took your pants off for a project that I did. Yep. For the that class. It wasn't my final project. It was just a project <laughs> I did. Oh, boy. So it wasn't even that important to my grade that you were, I don't, were, yeah, you were, in fact, pantless in the video. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Sort of forgot about that Man, one. Johnny. High school was weird. We had a long. We have a long history of being stupid with each other. If you were wondering from before this podcast began, we we uh, spent quite a bit of time developing a comic book idea called Punch Face. Uh huh. And and then you wanted to also do a parody, uh, in sync boy band called Out of Sync, which I did uh, in fact. In which Photoshop you did Photoshop a promotional multiple image multiple. For- promotional images and then no one ever met uh well your issue was john you made the promotional imagery before you asked anyone if they wanted to be in a parody boy band with you and then people said no so i got different people who said yes and then i made another promotional image you did in fact do that Uh. uh made whale noises for the school play that one time we Uh, did do that our director said yeah our director said don't do this it won't be funny and we begged her every night uh and then on the last night she was like okay do it it's not gonna be funny and then we did it and nobody laughed (laughs) that is not true at least two people laughed it was us (laughs) yeah we thought it was very funny we also hosted our senior year talent show, but we've got to talk about cars at some point. We also did stage combat in which someone much larger than me kicked me across the stage because they got too excited. Which brings me back to... I mean, that's, that wasn't... How does, how does a car kick somebody? Real quick, what happened in our production of the Scottish play was not, in fact, stage combat. It was pretty much just combat. <laughs> uh, but... I got hit. Many times. Uh. Yeah, get a fight director if you're doing a play that involves combat. It's very important. But uh, anyway, how does car kick? Wheels. They have wheels, but can they sure kick do. with them? They can like nudge with them. They can bump with them, but like, I don't see how they could get any like good amount of force out of it. Yeah, I don't think. Even if they did, in fact, kick somehow with their wheel, it wouldn't do damage, you know? It would just sort of, like, annoy, like, sort of like a friendly punch to the shoulder, which I think they actually do that with their wheels every once in a while. Yeah. Is, like, nudge people with them or something. I I noticed that, like, I think I've seen a scene or two of someone comforting someone by, like, driving up slowly next to them and just, like, nudging them with a tire and being like, hey, what's going on? I will say I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you talk about how tragic this was in our Cars 2 episode. Uh as we said a lot of the minions, the evil minions did not get guns. And do you so remember their tactic? A lot of Yeah, they just sort of 
tried to crash into Lightning and Mater and all of the various other protagonists of this film. Yeah, they just threw their bodies at people, completely aware of the fact that that would also, like, destroy them. But it was worth it for them, for some reason. Oh, man. That movie's yeah. so sad if you think about it for, like, any amount of time. The plight of the lemons is not a small one, even if they were comically, like, one-dimensional villains. And, and they didn't have to and be. And it's even worse because, like, there was at least one or two characters that were clearly lemons that were just regular guys that weren't villains. And you know that this entire society is just gonna look to this one super villain who is a lemon and his entire cause is i'm for the lemons and think oh yeah all the lemons are bad guys and bad people and terrible and should die yeah if you want to listen to us get sad about that more go listen to i think episode five i want to say that sounds right all right yeah so Instead of kicking, instead of punching, it seems that what they do is they just ram their poor, poor bodies into people. That's, I guess, a fighting strategy. And, I mean, that would... They wouldn't be able to have weapons, I wouldn't think, for a majority of their history. So I think, up until very recently... That would be like all they had was just like going running into each other until one of them was dead. Probably both. Yeah, man, that's a metaphor for war for you. But uh, that's some mutually assured destruction right there. Very, very literally speaking. Yep. Huh, okay, yeah, I'm sad again. Uh, Want to be more sad? Think about the implication okay. of being born a tank. Ooh, oh man. You are born for one thing. Like, now, could you imagine a tank have, in this universe doing anything but just killing people? Honestly, John, we've thrown around some different ideas for Cars sequels, but like a tank that, oh, it's just the Iron Giant. That's why I like it so much. Yep. Okay. Yep. A tank that doesn't want to kill people. Yeah, it's the Iron Giant. Okay. It's the Iron Giant and Hacksaw oh. Ridge. Maybe a little of, like, Ferdinand the Bull thrown in there, that recent movie with John Cena. Oh, and we'll, in which he doesn't want to die. That's a weird movie. And we'll, like, we'll have a scene where he's just in a china shop trying not to break everything. It'll be great. Have oh, we gosh. seen plates, I mean, as... like, casually used? <laughs> I don't. Okay, I'm going to think seriously about this question you've asked me. Uh... I want to say, I can't say with any certainty, there's that scene in Cars 2 where they go in and there's the comically large pile of lemons uh, as if the limit, the real, the car lemons are going to eat them. And they have like a big table set. So if there are plates, I bet we would have seen them there. I can't confirm or deny whether they were in that scene. There's also been probably at least two dinner scenes and the sushi chef handed the wasabi over on something. Yeah. Uh, if only we knew things about these movies. Uh, I've watched Cars 2 too many times. Someone should make a podcast about that. Uh... Uh, all right. <laughs> but yes, the tank. Honestly, I don't care if it's a shot for shot remake of the Iron Giant, but with a tank, I would watch it. 
I oh gosh, I love the Iron Giant. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. It's my favorite movie. It's my favorite movie. It's so good. And it's so, so good. And that's it. I just wanted you to know if for whatever reason you haven't seen the Iron Giant, watch the Iron Giant. It's the greatest movie of all time and you'll cry a lot. I feel like the Iron Giant could just be pretty much the same, except all of the humans are cars. Yeah, honestly, like what's stopping him from just being a big robot? That's not that much different than being a car. Yeah. And and like you could get rid of his arms, legs and hands, I guess, and just like have him be a Torsi the torso horse. Yeah, that's fair. You you could do that. And like if he's a if he's just a tank, then that makes the reference to oh I had a tank friend back in the war a little stranger because it's like hey yeah there are other iron giants that people just know about especially the government yeah that would make it a bit different okay yeah and could you imagine a tank just flying into space like robot crying okay. saying Superman uh, if I do I'll start crying so I'm not going to uh. <laughs> Oh boy. But you're absolutely right that like if you're a tank, like what's up? Do they are they always like armed from birth? Do they have ammo in, within them? Are they born with ammo? I don't think they have ammo in them. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Okay. Because all of the vehicles that are specifically fighting the fires don't have any of the retardant in them. Okay. Well, They've been fighting the fires for a long time. Maybe they just used up their initial supply and they I mean, refueled. I feel like it's it would be like a Spider-Man thing if they just have organic reproduction of it. Yeah, if they're born with it, it would be some sort of like, yeah, I think you're right. So, but gosh, because like even the super spies, they have things built into them. I assume it's just you put the missile inside of the already extant uh, face gun. Do you think the first tank was like, I wonder what this thing is for that's protruding from me? Or were like missiles and bullets and bombs invented by then? Or like, I feel like was he guns and whatnot or manufactured? Oh, gosh. Guns and all that have to have existed before it. And then a tank is just, oh, how strange. I have a gun for a face. Man. The act of, the act of like shooting a gun would be much more visceral. If the gun was your if face, it was like, yeah, if like the gun was part of your body, it'd be like choking someone to death from afar. <laughs> but like, it's still something that you are like full. It's part of your body the whole time. Uh, oh, oh, it's man. like you could, you could punch them from thirty feet away. Only yeah. thing is, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and say it. It's with your nose. I'm happy. I'm not an anthropomorphized tank, <laughs> a living personified tank. You know what, Lucas? Yeah, it wouldn't be anthropomorphized. It'd be personified. Uh, I'm yeah. happy you're not a personified tank as well. Well, I'm glad we can agree on that. Now, me on the other hand. I... Okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. Oh. I I do. I actually just I I thought of I thought of something. Yes. We do see a car with a weapon built into them uh, that's not like a tank or an army person. Uh, I always forget the name of this character, but it's the bus from Cars 3. 
uh, who has like the circular saw that she's made out of her uh, stop sign, which like that seems like it's clearly a body modification. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that's one of those like you see them in Ripley, believe it or not, one of those people who have like their teeth sharpened. Okay, yeah. It's It's Miss Fritter is the name of the bus. Yeah, Miss, Miss Fritter clearly had something changed about her body to become more dangerous. Yeah, but I, w- I will say that does bring up the fact that, like, I don't know, who's to say, like, tow trucks couldn't weaponize their hooks or, like... I mean, uh, Mater basically has. You're absolutely right. Mater has fully weaponized his hooks on several occasions. Like, I don't know, fire trucks could put acid or something that would make more sense. And they, they could just pressurize the nozzle. Yeah, I didn't think of that, John. Uh, <laughs> Add a little bit of sand into the tank, and then you can just saw through people. Ooh, Ooh that oh, yeah. But also, I'm gonna Man, I'm gonna bring it back to would... what you said earlier. You said having a gun face would make shooting someone a lot more visceral. But again, we have already said in this episode that the other way of combat is just getting your 2,000-pound body and ramming it hard and fast into another 2,000-pound body. You are absolutely right about that. I was not considering, again, what we have already established as the other option there. Oh, man. So, like, there are guns in this universe. There are guns. There's also karate. You're right about that. We'll get back to that in just one second. (laughs) but like i feel like shooting a car with a gun is a lot less effective than shooting a person with a gun like if they're the same sized bullets and everything like if the guns are identical which we don't know that they are but i i will say that if you see any movie it's about a 50 50 chance that if a, a vehicle is shot absolutely nothing will happen except for it will have a hole in it or it will explode. Yeah, that that's that is what the Hollywood the the Hollywood liberal elites would have us believe. Now, uh, in in our world that has that be true for cars, in movies, there's also a 50/50 chance of if you're shot, you'll just eventually be fine even though it will hurt clearly okay. and you'll be bleeding and you'll be in danger, but you will be fine and like able to completely ignore that wound somehow or you will just kind of die from it but imagine if there were a 50 50 chance of instead of just dying you're you just exploded i I wouldn't i wouldn't like that make me more scared of being shot by a gun i'll tell you that much honestly and i'm already like not (laughs) unafraid of being shot by a gun (laughs) honestly i feel like that would make me less afraid of being shot by a gun but for a strange reason in in our real universe where bullets can be fairly survivable if the if the 50 50 chance was you will be fine but you'll have a hole in you or you will uh explode I'm more comfortable for a reason that might be strange, but I think is pretty solid logic. Okay, lay it down. How much less likely are you to shoot someone if there's a chance they could just explode? Because... I guess it depends on how big the explosion is. Uh, same explosion relative to size. So, like, a car explodes, it's like a 
a 10 foot fireball in every direction. So like a person, I'm guessing okay, it'd be like yeah. a, a three or four foot fireball in every direction. With like a decent shockwave, mm-hmm. presumably. Okay. So like if you're in a building and you're trying to rob someone and you've got that gun right up to him, like you're point blank. I don't think you're going to want to shoot the person because there's a 50 50 chance that yeah. you're going to get on fire. Yeah. And in, in, in a point blank situation, you're absolutely right that like, especially since the other option is they're literally fine. So either way, it's not a good, good decision, but from a decent distance away, it almost makes it more desirable. Cause like, I don't know, you shoot them, the body immediately explodes presumably destroying any and all evidence of even who this person was. True, and the body will burn itself. Let alone, yeah, let alone, like, I don't know, whatever other evidence that you did it. I think it's it's just a situational thing of if it's, like, war, of course you want them to explode. But if it's, like, a robbery or, a, like, something like that, you're you're at a bank, I don't think you're as likely to shoot them. Okay, which, you know... You and I are much more likely to be in a bank than on a battlefield. That's fair enough. Uh, but are we more likely to so have I someone... I can see your logic. Still not sure I agree are with Are we it. more likely to have someone who just kind of wants something of ours or who just wants to kill us? Hopefully the first one. Exactly. And if if someone just wants something of ours, they don't want to risk drawing that much spectacle and risk catching on fire. That's fair. That's also like a built-in, like, people would be like, oh my gosh, there was a murder. <laughs> oh no, someone was robbed. How did you know? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a giant fireball over there, and that is Crime Alley. Oh man, you think Bruce Wayne would still be like Batman, or would he be, I don't He'd know, be dead. He was standing in between man. his parents, and there's two of them. Oh yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> okay. There's a good chance he, so, well, he shoots the father. All three of them are already dead. Yeah, there's like a 75% chance that Bruce Wayne gets exploded in this situation. It's it's very unlikely that Batman survives childhood, let alone like any of the encounters, because he, he gets shot once. I don't know. Like, does the same rule apply if you're wearing bulletproof armor? Huh. Well... We have sort of created this universe for ourselves. Because we, we it have, doesn't puncture the armor. We got bored halfway through. We got bored halfway through our episode of what would cars fighting in a war be and said, no, that's not that fun or cool to think about. Let's ask instead, what if people <laughs> exploded half the time they were shot? And we've been talking about that for, I don't know, at least five or ten minutes. Lucas, I'm going to disagree entirely. I didn't get too bored with the other idea. I got too excited by the idea of people just exploding. That's fair. That's that's an important distinction. You're absolutely right. All right. Okay, so you mentioned uh, that they have guns. You mentioned something about them not having other weapons, except that one person who had a built-in stop sign that was a just a saw. Yeah. What do we think about, like, spears, lances, swords, bows? I think bows, right off the bat, I think bows would probably be pretty ineffectual in this universe. Uh, I mean, maybe. 
but you tie something that'll like ignite like you you light a flame on that arrow and you just get it in like under the hood their engine catches fire they die okay so i will concede they would be much more specialized and situational uh Mm -hmm. if they Uh, did exist which how in god's name would they pull a bow back uh (laughs) the same way they play the guitar there's one race of people that's able to do it uh yeah uh car i mean they could weigh it down at the front and then pull it back with their teeth (laughs) but that seems like it may like they just run up to you and run into you in the time that you like found a rock to put on your bow uh well, I was about to say, what if you're very far away? And they're cars. They're all about traveling far yeah. distances very quickly. You know, I hadn't considered that. Long distance weaponry would be, uh, again, much more situational. Like, they would exist. But it would have to work much faster if if it, you know, had a chance of doing anything. It'd be a lot more just for assassination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what about well? Yeah. What about swords? What would that even What would that even look like? John, you mentioned this in your text, and I have been racking my brain because I want the cars to be able to use swords so much. And again, they do have mouths in which they hold things from time to time. But like, I don't know. <laughs> do we think maybe windshield wipers? I was thinking about windshield wipers, but like again. Unless they have just, some sort of mechanics with their windshield wipers we don't know about, just which is entirely their possible. Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, car door. Do we think a car door might be able to? Because those well, ATVs, never... <laughs> they were able to, like, use buzz saws and the like and all that jazz. But, like, only they were able to use it. Yeah. Huh. So maybe there were just some ATVs that had weird sword attachments. And then again, also forklifts. Because forklifts can do everything. Uh, yeah. What if before tanks were invented, forklifts were the only people who fought? And also the only tradesmen? I mean, that is consistent with what we've put out so far, is that the... Forklifts are the working class that are the only ones who are able to do things. I mean, could they just oh like, boy. I don't know, sort of stick the stick the sword to themselves somehow without having to attach it somehow? I, that doesn't make any sense. Well, even if they have swords, one, I would pay any amount of money to see two cars sword fighting, but like, what would be the stakes of that? <laughs> You know. Um, Okay, so cars are made out of metal. Yeah, that's sort of the issue I'm having a lot this episode. (laughs) So the cars are made of metal. Just imagine... Just imagine a person, and then, like, put a metal coating around them. I feel like that would protect against swords. Like a suit of armor? I feel like that's a thing that people... Yeah, I feel like that's a... Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah! That's a thing. But, I mean, knights were still able to be killed with swords, but, like, they also, their suit of armor was was several feet thick. 
Well, it was a lot of like blunt force giving them concussions and also finding an area without the plate so you can stab rather than slice because without the plate you've got chainmail and chainmail's weakness is being punctured rather than sliced. So like I guess it's pretty much only a good idea to use spears. Jousting, jousting cars would be very fun. And I assume that's what racing like race cars would have done in the past is instead of being in a race you're just you're just jousting. Can you imagine jousting but oh. their cars and going like 80 miles an hour at each other? But it's like the same <laughs> amount of track. It's it's just over <laughs> instantly. Yeah, like 500 feet you get maybe like 35, 40 miles an hour if you have a decent acceleration and you've just got a, a spike mounted to you. And when you hit, that spike's going into them, but it's also probably going into you. Yeah, that's more effectively going into them as it's been designed that way, but like not in an unsubstantial way affecting you either yeah, it's probably going into you so so i was trying to work in swords because i really wanted to like get you to prompt it but i'm just gonna have to go for the fun fact of the day lucas okay good to do it fun fact of the day there is a sword called the ninjato which is what a lot of people think of when they think katana and Real the quick. reason is it's a similar style blade yes did you say Ninjago like the Legos? Ninjato? Okay, you cut out at the exact moment of the last syllable, and I was very hopeful that that was just also the name of the Legos from the movie. Go ahead. Yes, they named the kid's toy after a, an assassin's weapon. Oh, they would do that. Uh, Go ahead, It's though. Yeah, they would. All right, so... It, what it is, is it's a similar looking sword, but it's shorter and it's usually a straight blade. And the mythos behind it is ninja would use it and they would put it in a regular like samurai katana sheath to make people think that their draw is going to be slightly slower than it actually is going to be. So you could just pull it out and cut someone's throat from a shorter distance and much faster and it was just a surprise technique. They can't confirm that, though, because the only, like, the first recorded uh, information on it was early 20th century. So there's no way of confirming that this was ever even used by Ninja, even though it's named after them. Huh. Well, I hope it's true. It's cool. You're right. That's a fun fact. All right. All right. It's unfortunate, though, that you can't use that on a car especially yeah. not if you're a car yeah like there are several reasons why the cars can't really use swords against each other i want them yeah. to so badly like i don't know if i'm properly expressing how much i want the cars to be able to sword fight and i'm not ruling no, it out I, I understand and want them to so badly as well and all right as we've been saying the past several episodes we were recording this before we watch uh, Mater Stall Tales, so who knows? Maybe they use swords in that. It seems like a pretty wacky bunch of shorts. True, true. Do you think there were dragons? Like, medieval dragons? Because if there were, 
what would they have been? Just like planes? And also, like, how would you slay a dragon if you're a car? Okay, I'm going to think about this. I'm going to say maybe like early like dirigibles, like uh, hot air balloons, not uh, like early blimps, because I don't know, there's fire involved in them going up. So one of those those hydrogen blimps or zeppelins? Yes. So it's actually very easy for the cars to slay them. I mean, you say that, but if you slay them and they explode and they're massive, uh, we're back you're to... also probably going to die. No, I'm not saying that it comes without risk. I'm saying it's probably fairly easy to do. It's easy to like... slay, but also not easy to survive slaying. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Do you, do you do so, you want to throw a proposal for car dragons or do you like mine? I like yours. I'll I'll go with that one for now. Dirigigans. <laughs> not not my best work, but I'll I'll stick with it. It's better than dragables. <laughs> Honestly, no, it's not. Dragables much better. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, but man, you hear yeah, dragables and you don't think dragon dirigibles. <laughs> Yeah, I think some sort of weird lunchable is where my mind goes. It's a huge lunchable that's so big you have to drag it along the ground to take to school. Okay, yeah, that works. Don't the lemons have a weird laser that explodes cars? They do. They, but there has to be, yeah, but there has to be their special fuel for it to work. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. They made a, a biofuel that specifically is easily excited by what I can only assume is a certain type of radiation, meaning that somehow it has the same properties of, like, hydrogen. You know, like, so if if a high schooler were to, say... <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Take a microwave, take a microwave, take off its safety features and the cover for it, and point that at one of these uh, biofuel-filled cars, it could... It could just explode. Yeah? Huh. That is, in fact, what your classmates and peers made, huh? Is, the is like, the big weapon from Cars 2. They, the major plot point from Cars 2. I, I went to high school in a high school that allowed students to make a supervillain death ray from Cars 2. Yeah, it... That's pretty much the only way to describe it, because it is, in fact, a supervillain's death ray, even if it needs a certain accelerant within the cars to work. Like, that's that's what it is. John, the weapon is, in fact, described as an electromagnetic pulse emitter. So, <laughs> I think they may have been trying to make the weapon from Cars 2, John. I <laughs> I think cars they just proposed, out, it, hey, I watched this movie about blowing up cars. Wait, I can't say that to my teacher. <sighs> cars okay. 2 did come out in 2011, which is while we were in high school. So, so that's... There's a chance. That's plausible. A weirdly good chance that they just described it in the most engineering uh, pleasing way that they could so they could make a super death ray from cars too okay whoever made that we need to get them on the show and tell them to 
say that that's why they did it. Please, please tell us that's why you did it. I know it's not, but like, it'd be pretty good for our podcast if they said that. <laughs> okay. So, so another thing that's crazy, and I will link this to uh, cars. There, there are boats nowadays in in the Navy, the real Navy, that are being built to have just massive rail guns. And what a rail gun is, is it just excites uh, a bit of metal and it uh, electromagnetically charges it in a way that a bunch of capacitors store up charge, release it all at once and funnel it so that it just accelerates at an insane, insane speed and just launches a hunk of molten metal. And, uh, that's sure. that's something that would also be a face gun for these cars. It's just they would superheat and barf metal onto people really fast. So just imagine a car doing that to another car, just barfing molten super fast metal. But also that was another project that we did in that engineering village. <laughs> there there were two Gosh, students was... who made a, get uh what's it a railgun. They made a rail gun. Man, I was, I thought I was in the fun one, but no, <sighs> I was in fact not. So I think it is important to note, and I think you may have maybe mentioned this earlier, but I'm just going to mention it again in case you didn't. Tanks are, you're right, not the only beings in this universe with weapons literally built into them. They're just the ones that are a bit more prominent. Like there are warplanes and battleships and stuff. That's pretty messed so up. So I said, I don't know. I was just kind of messed said up. I said tanks don't like they're not born with their ammunition, and we know that world yeah I, world I, I war two right. did happen, which means nuclear warfare did happen. No, yeah, that's which means that it did probably happen. Whatever president vehicle that ordered it. That was just a dude who carried that thing inside of him. He carried a warhead that's gonna just do terrible, terrible damage. He carried that inside of his body and then just... I, I'm i not paying a dollar for it, so pooped it out. And he just... Yeah. He killed so many people with... What is effectively poop? Well, I don't... To us, yes. I don't think to them it would be like that. I, I think... Hopefully, to them, poop isn't a thing. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm trying to get to. They have no concept of what poop is. Uh, and really, if we think about it, that's pretty much also what happened with us, only the plane wasn't alive, if we want to apply the same logic to the real world. Okay, so... Car combat. Car bat. Nope, that's nothing. We've essentially, we've essentially discussed that any modern vehicle, it's just going to be they have weapons built into them or they ram into someone. Yeah. Long range combat's not nearly as effective as just hitting them. You're a lot faster, so it's a lot more dangerous just because you're definitely going to hurt yourself. Uh, But what about pirate ships they had cannons built into them no well no i most of them had cannons sitting on them yeah but they had cannon holes built into them 
yes, holes for cannons were there, but like the cannons. Yeah. That, so like it's the same thing with the ammunition. They could have very easily, you know, made the cannons and put they them on ships. They just put the cannons where they have cannon shaped yeah. <laughs> holes. Because we already do know that you can just be inside of a boat, even if it's like gigantic face, you'd think that shouldn't be somewhere someone is. I know I do. I, I very much think that they shouldn't be in the boats, but they sure do get in the boats. They do. So, they yeah. sure do. So I guess the boat couldn't like choose to shoot the cannons. They would have to have people firing the cannons. Firing those so they cannons. Wouldn't, they would need a crew. Unlike the tank face gun. Yeah, unlike the tanks and the battleships where the boats, where the guns are built into them and the fighter planes, mm-hmm. yeah. And the cool space rail guns yeah uh i do want to say how how effective do you think construction equipment would be as like frontline infantry supremely i think that yeah like (laughs) my best ball my best small point was like even even the people with just like construction and destruction equipment who were fighting fires they were very capable of just destroying things. Yeah. And I imagine they could easily apply that to other people. Yeah, like you you talk about like their main source of fighting is running into each other. Get a steamroller out there. Get a bulldozer. Get someone whose entire purpose is rolling over things and they kind of just win every fight. Yeah, what's Sarge going to do about that, you know? (laughs) Get farming equipment out there. That giant thing that's in, like, I think the first movie with all of the scary blades on it when mm-hmm. they're tractor tipping. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What if, like, what if oh, someone tried to enlist oh, a train? Could they just be like, well, sorry, can't do it on the track? I get, huh. Maybe it would be one of those, like, deferment, like, draft deferments that you could use. Like, I am a train. So I don't know what you want me to do. I have this. I have an asthma-like condition. It's called being trained. Yeah, oh, yeah I think that would be a pretty good excuse about that. And also, like, for the most part, you you pretty much go into whichever one you're born into, because Air Force is going to be a lot of planes. Navy is going to be a lot of boats and subs. <laughs> Certainly, hard hard to be hard to be in the Navy if you're just like a car. Because best you can do is just be inside of another person who's just doing all the work. And like that, that was a thing in the movie. Yeah, we do see that. But like, it was also mostly planes. And like, even in this, our actual world, the Navy has a lot of planes, which has always been confusing to me. Yeah, I mean, they're planes that go on boats. Yeah, mostly. Uh... Man, I want to see subs. Yeah, I don't... Have we seen a sentient submarine in this universe? I feel like we've had to, but I don't... I can never think of it. I I keep thinking that the boat that they were in at the beginning of Cars 2 is a sub. Maybe he's a submersible boat, but, like, I feel like he's a sub. Yeah, I don't... I mean, again, we always talk about we see Finn McMissile turns himself into a car submarine, but that's not what we're talking about, obviously. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think there is one. Yeah, I don't know that. Which is, well, like I think they exist because, like, again, as 
it makes sense that we haven't seen submarines in this universe. I don't think we've been and boats underwater very much. Like we've seen we've seen this... boats because they're visible. We haven't seen subs because for the yeah. most part you don't see subs. That's mostly the point of submarines. Yep. And then we haven't seen tanks, but that's just because they have such a specific use case. All right, Lucas, who wins in a fight? Uh, a a construction team or a tank? How many are on the construction team? Uh, let's say a bulldozer, uh, one forklift, uh, one of those giant bucket things, bucket scrapers. I think if they are able to capitalize on like strategy well enough and are willing to sacrifice a man or two i would say the construction team all right because like but assume that the tank has plenty of uh, ammunition no yeah but they rush him well enough they spread out enough uh i assume his first target is the wrecking ball so we go because i don't know if i was the tank i'd be like i gotta get rid of this wrecking ball uh so he goes after him which creates an opening for, like, I don't know, the bulldozer to come up and push him over <laughs> real good. Yeah, I, w- I think that they would probably at least sacrifice two, maybe three. I think it just depends yeah. on how fast the construction I- equipment can move. That wrecking ball, it's getting taken down. It's it's target number one. He's probably going to make the mistake of ignoring the uh, forklift. And that forklift... I think he's going to have to sacrifice himself and just, like, go as fast as he can and just plug one side of his tracks so the guy can't move except to, like, turn in circles. And he just throws his body into those tracks, keeps him still, and then either the bulldozer or the wrecking bucket thing that I can't name, uh, they're either going to have to roll him over or flip him over. Either way, I think if they can get there in time, then they've got a shot. But I'd say probably 8 out of 10 fights, I'm giving it to the tank. I think it's more of a 50-50 with, with I, I, I want the construction team to win, so I'm giving them the edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a bit more even, but I, I agree that the tank certainly has a large advantage. Mm-hmm. And we have discussed that uh, long range is not as effective when everything is vehicles. Yeah, that's certainly that's certainly the case. I want to bring up one more thing that is sad because I don't know. We've been doing it a lot. It makes sense. War is sad. Yes. Uh, even just like even just fighting is pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, but we have sort of established just mostly in this last little bit of the podcast so far, we've established three big groups of like good at war of uh. Like, you know, machines literally built for war, like the tanks and the battleships, yada, 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 the things I keep saying. And then construction and farming equipment, Mm. which, like, I don't know. I mean, a lot of farming equipment is just animals. (laughs) That's true, but, like, there... Was that thing an animal? I don't know. I'm going to say it wasn't, because I'm going to use it to make my point. I think it was. It certainly does seem... I'm using it to make my point. Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, Certainly seems like... A lot of the main infantry would be either people who were born into it and their only option was war, basically, or like the very, very blue collar working class 
I don't know. That's pretty sad. All right. So, uh, because we also mentioned forklifts, and they are our blue collar wa- working class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking of something else. The thing that I was describing with a bucket, that's just a, a, a bulldozer with like it. It's a it's a bulldozer, but it could also be called a bucket dozer. Like, is it like an excavator? It's yeah, it yeah, but. It's a bulldozer, but instead of a shovel, it's a bucket. Sure. Why not? But the thing that I was thinking of when I was thinking of a uh, bulldozer is not what a bulldozer is. I was thinking of steamer. So that's where all of my confusion came from. Ah, okay. So you get a bulldozer. Checks out. Are you going to comment on my good social commentary? Yeah. No. It's, It's so sad. It's... They only send the poor to fight and die. Okay, I just wanted you to acknowledge that I said it. Only the poor are sent to die, and it's only ever by the wealthy. Yep, which does in fact bring us to our question from Liz of the day. Oh, okay. Uh, Both of us. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, Don't worry. Uh, It's... We are both... Uh, both of our significant others are named Elizabeth. They ask us questions, and then we say them and don't tell you which one asks them, I think is the That's entire the segment. Uh, yeah, but this one was... I'll tell you, I asked my Liz, like, right as she was about to go to work today, oh, do you have a question from Liz about war in the Cars universe? And she just looked at me and said, what is it good for? And then walked out the door... <laughs> I I believe I know the answer to this one. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I believe the answer is absolutely nothing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I want to end the podcast. I'm sad. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to leave you with a not very fun fact of the day. Okay, fine. One of the most famous uh, war movie quotes includes... Includes a threat to rip off somebody's balls. I believe it's, or I'm going to rip your balls off, is the quote. And it's from uh, Sergeant Gunnery Hartman from Full Metal Jacket. And uh, just got to say, if for some reason Lightning McQueen were drafted, I think we've already discussed that uh, he doesn't have to worry about it. This is your first episode. We very often imply that Lightning McQueen is a... Is a eunuch, so that's a thing. Yep, you're right, John. I've uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> I'm Lucas. No, we got other things to say. You're right. Please like, comment, subscribe. Send us uh, an email. Uh, get in touch however you want and however you can. We really do appreciate it. John's right. We do genuinely appreciate you listening, even if we're very sad and downtrodden at the end of this episode. Uh, but if you want to get into contact with us, our email is thecachat at gmail.com and our Twitter is at thecachat. Both of those are all one word. Uh, and that's all, folks. Like Bugs Bunny says. No, that's Porky Pig. It's Porky Pig. Can't do anything right. Uh, <laughs> I'm Lucas. And I'm John. Until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer. Golly gee willikers. Okay. Okay.